Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it goes without saying on another day that the Lord has blessed us with, a day that was not promised, but a day that we now see. Psalms 118 and 24, it says, Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Traveling Pulpit family, do you not know that every day is the day that the Lord has made? Do you not understand that in order to experience his day, that we must live in him and allow him to live in us? That is why this day is so important. That is why we must be glad and rejoice in it, because this day. We live in him and this day he lives in us. Traveling pulpit family. Jesus is in Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? He asked this question to his disciples more than 2000, maybe even 3000 years ago. He asked them this question, who do people say that the son of man is? And of course, he got a variety of answers as people thought in their mind by seeing the things that he did, by knowing the the scriptures of, of, of old. They thought that he was someone other than who he truly is. Not because of what Peter said, but I want to know from you, traveling pulpit family, who do you say that Jesus is? You see, Peter said that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter knew in all his brass and boldness and, you know, he had the 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 position as the unspoken head of the disciples to announce to the entire world who Jesus is. And we also take that position traveling pulpit family where we must be so bold in our belief in our savior, Jesus Christ, that we announce to the world that he is the Christ, the son of the living God. But you know something traveling pulpit family, we live in the world which means we are challenged by the world. I was at breakfast with a a brother in Christ this morning, and we were talking about men and their ability to hide. And I've talked about this on previous episodes of of the podcast, how we are so well perfect with our ability to play hide and seek. It goes all the way back to the garden. And if you will indulge me a little bit, traveling pulpit family, go with me to Genesis three and, and let, let, let's take our position there for, for, for a time being where down in verse 10 of chapter three, after the Lord called to the man and said, where are you? The man said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid Because I was naked and I hid myself. You see, traveling pulpit family, as men, when we do not stand 
for the cause of Christ, we will run like scared little boys when it comes to standing up to the world. Just recently, I saw uh, a, a, a couple people who were petitioning for a company that said in school bullying. And I want to tell you, I approached the young man and I told him, I said, I appreciate the cause, though I can't help you financially right now. I appreciate the cause, but you know what will stop bullying. You know what is the root cause to our problems in this world. And when he asked me, because he was curious to ask me, what was it? I told him sin. Sin is the root cause to our problem in this world. And until we confront it, until we stand boldly and boastfully before the cause of Christ in this world, because of the cross that he carried on our behalf, until we stand boldly and proclaim that Christ is the king, the son of the living God, sin will always reign in our lives. And I've told you, brothers, about hidden sin. I'm telling you, sisters, also, it's time that you rid yourself of hidden sin also. You know, that sin that no one knows about, that sin that everyone keeps a secret from everyone, that sin that is troubling your marriage, that sin that is breaking your house, that sin that is causing your children to rebel against you. It is that sin that is hidden from everyone that you are too ashamed to, to confront, to expose and to ask God to rid of you. I told you before traveling pulpit family, I have asked the Lord to rid me of my hidden sin, to take from me that hidden sin that I once held secret because clearly in Genesis three and 10, we cannot hide from our creator. We cannot. So for all the hidden sin that we keep from our spouses, all the hidden sin that we keep from our children, all the hidden sin that we keep locked away that is eating us and destroying us from the inside, we cannot keep it from our creator. We cannot keep it from our creator because he knows. Because the very next chapter, he says, have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you? Brothers, that is just not for us. That is only for us. It is for us. Because if we do not rid ourselves of our hidden sin, what do you think our wives are not going to do? They're not going to rid themselves of their hidden sin because they were made to help us. And we were to reign together in this world. So, brothers, I'm telling you, rid yourself of that hidden sin and your marriage, your relationship will get so much better, not only with your with your wife, but with your children, not only with your children, but with your, your family, not only with your family, but with your creator. Brothers, it is time that we rid ourselves of our hidden sin. It's time that we do that. It's time that we take our stand with Christ, not against him. We are to be like Peter and announce boldly that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, not tuck tail and run behind our women. 
They can't protect us. They couldn't protect us then, and they can't protect us now. What has happened is Satan has used the woman against us because when she saw that the fruit was to be desired to make one wise, she ate of it and she became wiser than the man. Yes, she became wiser than him because she turned to him because she realized the power she had over him to give him what she had already desired and had taken a bite of. And what did he do? He ate from her hand. That's what angered the Lord. That's what sent him into a rage that he came to the garden where the man hid himself playing hide and seek that he could not hide from his own creator. He had to be sought out so that he could come to the threshing floor and stand like a man before his own creator, which I'm telling you, brothers, we have to one day stand as men before our creator. All of us will. And we will have to give an account just like Adam had to give an account. And we cannot play the blame game as this man once did. It's our responsibility. That responsibility falls on our shoulders. And it's time for us to stand up and take our place as men in this world. But you know something, brothers? Do you know something, sisters? Satan has put a foothold in our relationships. How so? Because Satan knows the word. He knows the word so well that he knows it better than anyone on this earth. Yeah, he knows it better than anyone on this earth. But here's the kicker. When you know how to use it, when you know who you're walking with, and when the word lives inside of you, he'll flee. Here's what I mean. Go with me to Matthew 4. The temptation of Jesus. After Satan spoke to the woman to see how easy it was to manipulate people. Because granted, he has been on this earth longer than any of us. Satan has. He has been on this earth longer than any of us. And truth be told, he knows what makes us tick. By what we say, by what we see, by how we act, he knows how to get to us. Well, he saw Jesus as the same opportunist to do the same thing that was once done. He thought he could do it again. He told Jesus a certain amount of things that he wanted Jesus to do. Jesus came back to him with the word. Thou shall, thou shall. And so Satan, knowing the word, he knows the word better than any of us. The reason he gets over on us is because one, we do not apply the word. Two, we do not believe the word. And three, we do not live the word. That's how he gets over on us. We have to study not only to show ourselves approved, but we have to study so that we will be equipped. He told Jesus, turn the bread, turn the stones to bread. Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone. That's from the word. So Satan got, got cocky. He used the word with him. He said, throw yourself from this 
pinnacle of the temple. Then he said, for God himself has written, he will command his angels concerning you. Satan got a little cocky there because again, he knows the word and he thought he could use the word against Jesus the way he uses the word against us. But Jesus told him, you shall not put the Lord, your God to the test. So he took Jesus to a high place, showed him all the riches of the world, just like he has done to every man who exists. Give you a, give you another another example, just as he done with has done with everyone in Hollywood. He's taking them to a high place and showing them the riches of the world, the lights, the glamour, the glitz, the fame, the fortune, all those things that you can have. And all you have to do is bow down and worship him. Jesus told him, you shall worship the Lord, your God and him only shall you serve. Jesus not only applied the word, he not only knew the word, Jesus lived the word. That's why it's so important. So now in the days that we're living in, Satan has done something that that some people don't see. Some people don't recognize and what some people don't recognize, some people don't realize is because they're fall, they have fallen asleep at the wheel. The leaders of the church of the building that Jesus is over, that he gave his life for those leaders, those speakers, those pastors, those teachers, they have fallen victim to the false prophet, the false Messiah, because they have, they have done like Hollywood. They have sold out for the riches of this world. Why? Because second Corinthians 11, four says, for if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus, than the one that we proclaimed, or if we receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accepted a different gospel from one you accepted, you put up with that readily enough. We have so many false prophets in this world. There are so many false teachers in this world. Because the Bible tells us that even Satan comes as an angel of light. To distract. And once he distracts you, he destroys you. Which is why, brothers which is why sisters is so important to find a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church, Bible believing church. It's hard to do in these days and times because no one wants the truth anymore because the truth is what will set us free. The truth is what will make us free, but nobody wants to hear the truth, but everybody wants the truth until they hear what the truth is all about. Then they decide they don't want it anymore. Because they believe the truth is hard. No, the truth does not entertain ears. It does not sing and dance. It does not shuck and jive. It does not pass a plate. The truth stabs the heart, cuts right through the bone and the marrow. 
the truth calls a person to the threshing floor and it exposes them for what they think they want to be. That's why you have so many people going against the street preachers who are preaching the gospel of acceptance in Christ, not the acceptance of the world. So many people want to pretend to be something that they were never created to be. Satan has these people so messed up in the head that a man can think that he's a woman and a woman can think that she's a man. You know what I'm talking about, traveling pulpit family. You've heard it enough. You've heard it enough to not to, not to want to hear it. But guess what? Right here in this podcast, you're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the truth. You're going to hear the absolute truth of God's word. Some people can handle it and some people can't. I will not apologize for the word of God. Some people call it hate speech, but the truth will always be something other than acceptance by those that are in the world. So they'll call it whatever they want to call it. But those of us who are being saved, we call it truth because that's what it is. Christ does not want to control your life. He does not want to control your life. He wants to have a relationship with you while you have this life. The control comes when someone makes you think that you're not what you are. That's called control. Control is when you are purposed to go out and mutilate yourself, thinking that you're someone that you are not. That's control. That's not love. That's manipulation, because if you're not doing something to satisfy someone else. You may feel. I'm hurting, so I got to go change my my lifestyle so I don't hurt anymore. I've got to come out of this closet. So therefore, I don't have to hurt anymore. But this is how God made me. This is how I was made. I was born this way. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You were born a sinner first. You were born a sinner first. Because of the seed that died the day man ate the fruit, everything in him died. But because of grace, we live. Because of the falling nature of man, we live in sin. We are conceived in sin. We are birthed in sin. And we have the right to the tree of life through a choice. A choice was given to them and a choice is given to us. Jesus has said in John 10, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Traveling pulpit family, do you hear the shepherd's voice? Do you hear the one whom Jesus says in John 10, 4, when he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of of a stranger. Traveling pulpit family, brothers and sisters, we've all heard the voice of strangers with an S because there are so many out here. And very few of us 
have heard the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd. For us who have heard the voice of the good shepherd and know that his voice is good. It is time that we go after our brothers and sisters to to free them so that they can know who the true voice of the shepherd is. And as I always say, if necessary, use words, because not everyone is going to receive what you have to say, but everyone will see how you live. It's so important, traveling pulpit family, that you understand that not everybody wants to hear what you have to say, but everyone is watching what you do, which is why Jesus asked his disciple, disciples, I'm sorry, disciples in the district of Caesarea Philippi, who do people say the son of man is? Because even Jesus knew that he could go and say the things that needed to be said, but he knew and be effective, but he knew to be even more effective. He needed to live He needed to live among them. He needed to let them see who he truly is. That's why he's asking his disciples right now, who do the people of man say that I am? And every one of those people who has interacted with one of those 12 disciples at that time, all had a different opinion of who they thought Christ was at that time. Then Christ asked the question, because you've been with me for so long, you've been walking with me for so long, my disciples, who do you say I am? It's not a time, brothers and sisters, to be quiet. It's a time to speak up. It's a time to be bold. It's a time to be brash. It's a time to be boastful. It is time for us to stand up the true children of God and say and proclaim that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. It's time for us to stand up and witness to the world just in fact who we serve. Jesus answered him, Peter and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And he says, I tell you, Peter, on the rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Listen to those words carefully, traveling pulpit family, as I I go into closing. He says, upon this rock. He wasn't talking about a rock in Israel, a rock in Iran, a rock in Saudi Arabia. He was talking about the earth. The earth with all four corners. The earth. He said on this rock which is why he said we are to build our houses on the rock. I know I'm putting emphasis on the rock, so y'all forgive me. <laughs> I'm in my mode right now. You understand? You have, he said, upon the rock. Upon the rock, he'll build his church on this earth. 
is where he's building his church. And he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What did he not say? Hold on to that word prevail. He did not say that it would not challenge. He did not say it would come up against. He did not say it wouldn't even infiltrate. He did not say that it even would even uh, copycat or carbon copy. He said prevail. So for all of the things that are ungodly that are going on in the church, it has not prevailed over the promise, over the revealing, over the revelation that was given to Peter and the 11 disciples on that day. It shall not prevail. That was a promise made to to the disciples. It was uh, made to the disciples. Then it's made to the, the to the disciples. Now it was given to them and it is us to uphold. Upon this rock, he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It will not prevail. It will not prevail. We are on the winning side and we need more to get on this winning side. We do not know the day nor the hour, nor is nor should it be our concern. What should be our concern is how we live among those who do not believe. What should be our concern is ridding ourselves of our hidden sin. You want to do battle in this world? Rid yourself of hidden sin. Ask the Lord to take away your hidden sin. Ask the Lord to to not reveal it to you because you don't want to see your sin. I sure don't want to see mine, but I ask him to rid me of my hidden sin, to rid me of those, 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 those difficulties, rid me of those things, rid me of those temptations that I hide from everyone that I don't want no one to see, rid me of those weaknesses so that your strength can show up in me so that people will see when I'm weak, I'm leaning on you. I'm not leaning on the things of the world. I'm leaning on the one who can take away the things of the world. That's what I'm asking you to do, traveling pulpit family. Not worry about a clock, not worry about a calendar, not worry about a season, because here's the thing. We've always been in that season and we always will be in that season until we're no longer in that season. But it's time for us to acknowledge through our living just who Christ is and what he means to us. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity to come and share this message with you. The Traveling Pulpit podcast exists so that you can build a lasting relationship with God's son, Jesus. It is not for show. It is not for for uh, pretending to be something we're not. We are a ministry that is determined to reach every ear willing to hear the gospel. Whether you share the message or not, we intend to reach every ear 
willing to hear the gospel. And if you want to continue to hear the gospel, if you want someone else to hear the gospel, all I ask you to do is share. Just share the message. Romans 10, 9 tells us, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That is a true statement. In fact, that if you confess openly that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, that he lived among us and that he died for us, but he rose again because of the power that was given to him by his father and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day, you shall be saved. That is what we believe here at the traveling pulpit podcast. And I believe that is what you believe. But do you believe that Christ is the son of the living God? Do you have friends who do not believe, but are on the fence or questioning or want to know more? Now is the time to share this message with someone so that they know it's not about what you say. It's how you live. Our lives are the Bibles to some who do not believe, but watch us as we walk. Let us be the Bibles to those who do not believe in the Bible. And if necessary, as you go about your day telling someone about Jesus, if necessary, use words. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all Traveling Pulpit Ministries. And I would love for you to reach out just to express your belief, express your testimony given to the Lord, what has been given to you. That is the testimony. That's the most powerful thing we can give next to prayer is our testimony. Prayer is what we give in the Lord. Testimony is what we give to each other. So with that being said, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice saying, I love you. I hope that you will have a wonderful week ahead. This is the day that the Lord has made, but you know what? If we get to see tomorrow, tomorrow will be the day that the Lord has made also. And we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I love you. Goodbye for now.